Our scripture for this morning is Psalm 149, verses 1 through 5. And it sounds like this. Sounds like a party, actually. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. God's word for God's people on this first day of 2023. So, welcome to 2023. How is your Christmas going? It's still the season of Christmas, right? Okay, that's why I didn't use the past tense. Now I'm going to use the past tense. Did you have a wonderful and joyous Christmas morning? Despite the lingering cold of the bomb cyclone, (laughs) there are many mysteries hidden in the natural processes of our planet. One of those is how the coldest, iciest day of the year can become a few days later warm and rainy. And among many human mysteries, why can't airlines get us where we want to go (laughs) until it's too late for us to care? And a personal one for Charlene and me, why was the warmest temperature that our furnace could achieve during that cold wave only 58 degrees? But we just bundled up, piled on some extra blankets, and we were just fine. Of course, we do have a frank and meaningful conversation coming with our furnace company who put in a new furnace this summer. (laughs) And the old one kept us warm all those other winters. But by Christmas morning, the house was back to a normal temperature and we had a very quiet Christmas, just the two of us. And our daughter made the very wise decision not to travel from Chicago in the cold and snowy weather But we were so thankful that she was able to be with us at Thanksgiving, along with many other members of our wider family. So a quiet, snow-covered Christmas morning was a welcome break from all the activity and the preparation of the previous weeks. Charlene and I decided that this year our focus would not be on how many gifts we we would get each other, who would get the most for each other, We feel that we already have most of what we need. So we just had a few packages for one another under the tree, mostly practical things like clothing and my annual present to Charlene, an appointment book for the new year. Now that's what she wants every year. iPhones and iPads are great for lots of things these days, but for Charlene, an appointment book is what you need, because an appointment is not real unless it is written down in ink on paper. Now, normally I make shopping for her appointment book a kind of an enjoyable annual quest, going from store to store to store, looking for the kind of things that I know she likes in an appointment book. But this year, nearly every one of those places that I had been before and that I 
new places I kept trying to find, I, I really couldn't find anything. The old places were gone. I don't know what happened. Maybe they were victims of COVID. The COVID shut down, but gone nonetheless. So finally, I was forced to, uh, okay, I finally got a little lazy, and I went on um, Amazon.com, <laughs> and I found just what I knew she would like. And just like that, it was on the way. Isn't modern technology wonderful? Mission accomplished. But when I got, when it got here and I opened the package, it was everything that she would want except for one thing. It was about half the size. Really kind of small. But I thought, well, everything else is just right. It'll be okay. And I wrapped it and put it under the tree. On Christmas morning, she opened that gift, and the look on her face for about a half a second told me everything I needed to know. Folks who have been married for almost 54 years, I know all the looks. <laughs> I struck out on this one. But on the positive side, I am sure that I will enjoy my new smallish appointment book in the coming weeks. <laughs> and Charlene will really like her big calendar. Her birthday is December 28th, just three short days after Christmas. And her birthday earrings got one of the good looks. But I must admit, the appointment book caper got me to thinking a bit more about Christmas and gift-giving. The season of Christmas. Christ is born. Emmanuel, God with us. We've heard once more the gospel stories about the coming of God into the world. We've heard about the choirs of angels, shepherds in the fields at night, Herod, the psychopath, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the faithful Joseph, and right now the Magi are on their way, following the star, the infant Savior. And we've also learned some new things about our God through the circumstances of his coming. Where it happened, who were invited. God is with us in the flesh. God is with us. Now what? Or maybe more to the point, what gift can we bring? Now that this birth is accomplished, what gift can we bring? Knowing the Gospels, all the things that are going to happen in the future as this child as a, becomes a rabbi, this child, our Savior. The Magi are bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh. The, the angels brought their heavenly choir as a gift and as an invitation to the shepherds who had only themselves to give to be present and be a present for Jesus. Mary had the gift of a mother's love and tender care, and the faith to trust in God's unknown plan. 
Joseph, the, the gift of a father's a father ready to provide for and keep his family safe. But what kind of gift from you and I might be most pleasing to God with us? Composer Jane Marshall, many of whose compositions you have heard performed by our chancel choir, asked that same question in a hymn she composed that can be found in our United Methodist hymnal. This is my copy, that's why it's the wrong color. She asked that same question. What gift can we bring? She composed the music and the words. And verse 1 goes like this. What gift can we bring? What present, what token? What words can convey it the joy of this day? When grateful we come, Remembering, rejoicing, what song can we offer in honor and praise? What gift can we bring that will be pleasing to our God? The first thing that I can imagine, you won't be surprised to hear this, is that God might be pleased by an offering of music, hymn and choral singing, or instrumental music from piano or organ or orchestra. A few minutes ago, we prayerfully made our financial offerings. Surely the, the upkeep of facilities must be pleasing to our Savior as well as the wonderful things that happen inside this building, inside these walls, the keeping of sacraments, the teaching of children and adults, the welcoming of friends and neighbors to dinner in a warm and friendly environment. Jesus said as much. When you do things to these others, you do them to me. Surely, this, these must be gifts that convey the joy that we feel in the coming of our Savior. Or perhaps this upcoming gathering of people that Pastor Nicole was talking about, this we're calling life groups, with all the opportunities for meeting new people, keeping warm times with old friends, learning new things in a safe social environment. Surely there are many creative things that can happen in life groups that will be a gift worthy of God with us. Well, there are many gifts. As Pastor Nicole also said, too many to mention. Which we hope and pray might bear a pleasing fragrance to God. But how do we discern which will be the most acceptable? How do we choose from the many possibilities what gift do we bring? German theologian and Christian author Eberhard Arnold, in writing about the gift of Christ to the world, wrote these words that might help us to discern what gift we can bring. He wrote, the miracle of God comes not only from above, it also comes through us. It is dwelling in us. It has been given to every person, and it lies in every soul as something divine, and it waits. It waits, calling 
It waits for the hour when the soul shall open itself, having found God and its home. When this is so, the soul will not keep its wealth to itself, but will let it flow out into the world. Then, of human effort and of the divine miracle, shall the world be born in which Christmas is fulfilled as reality. What gift can we bring? What gift can we bring? We can offer ourselves. We can be the gift. Now, I know that may sound a little fuzzy, a little nebulous, and we human beings always want as many specifics as we can get. So here's one way we might be able to bring this gift. Do you have your own regular, special time of outside of worship when you can get away from the maddening crowd and spend time with God? Maybe for the reading of devotions, some time for prayer, time to be thankful. I hope so. Then perhaps you will consider adding something to your regular prayer and devotion time. Try making it a Psalm 46 moment. Psalm 46.10. Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. And know that I am God. When your devotions and prayers. Have brought you into the presence of God. Take a few moments. To just be still. Still your mind. Still your heart. Still your soul. It's possible that at first you may find that to be a little bit difficult. Our culture doesn't lend itself to quiet, silent moments. We are constantly bombarded by a cacophony of advertising and background noise. But over time, with practice, I think you'll find this silence helpful for feeling present for and with God. Eventually, you may realize that you're not just maintaining silence, but you also find yourself listening, listening for God. And in God's own time, and the time is perfectly right, and when God knows you are most ready to hear, God will speak in whatever way will be the most meaningful for you. And in that moment, I pray that you will hear God's calling or feel God's nudging, or be ready for God's joyful leading, 
And you will know in that moment, that's when you will know what gift God calls you to bring.